Welcome back to the Blackcast, the ones and zeros of all things metal. I'm Matt. And I'm Jeff. And I almost said two again, but I covered a little bit better today. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, no twos allowed. I'm, I'm just really self-conscious ever since I messed up that one <laughs> intro. It's becoming a meme at this point. I find, yeah. it, I find it funny. Yeah. I can just like see you like in my mind just waiting for me to <laughs> fuck it up. What words is he going to use today? Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, today we're doing uh, In Flames, new album, and this was a new band for me, Thousand Below. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thousand Below. Right. Both of both of these bands were new to me, really. Okay. I, I know the name. I knew the name In Flames and then Thousand Below. I think it was on, I can't remember what label it was on, but I had seen it advertised or something like that. But uh in Flames is Foregone, which is their 14th studio album. And Thousand Below, uh, their album is called Hell Finds You Everywhere. And it is not their 14th album. <laughs> uh, and we have decided to start with In Flames. Yeah. And uh, In Flames for me, like I knew the name... Uh, and I remember back in the day when I used to buy CDs all the time, uh, I, I remember having one of their albums like in my hand. Should I buy it? I don't, maybe not. It was something about a playground, um, like the name of the, the name of the album, Playground something. Sounds of a Playground, Fading. Um, and like, I think over their career, they're they're like this one I read somewhere that it that it's gone back to like they're more of like a metal sound. So I think they've kind of switched between like a, a metal rock, like they've kind of changed it up every single time. But like I was really pleasantly surprised that I um that I liked it like as much as I did. Um yeah. because typically like this however you want to categorize it, like this style of met, this style of metal is not typically something that I would, that I normally, um, listen to. Yeah. But, uh, but I remember texting you last week. I was, I was like, wow, in flames is like pretty awesome so far. And you said that you were digging it too. So, yeah. Um, for my first like in flames album, uh, it, it was really, it was really good. You know, there was, um, the singing wasn't, uh, annoying to me. Um, just for, for whatever reason, I guess I was assuming that it would be kind of like that gritty, grittier singing, which there were some spots there that kind of mm-hmm. had that, but like in general, it was like a fuller, you know, like a fuller sing, sing song. And, uh, they had some like great guitar riffs and like lead guitar things that I really liked. And, um, had some extra, um, you know, like kind of like keyboard sounds and like kind of like atmospheric type of things to it, which, um, yeah, it was, it was a good first experience for me. I, I, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I, so this is one of the bands that I, uh, this is like one of the gateway bands for me where, uh, I would, you know, middle school, high school, this is one of the bands I listened to getting into metal from uh, the country that I used to listen to. And wait, uh, what? Yeah. I, well, I mean, my parents listened to country, so that's what I grew up listening to until, oh, wow. yeah. Until my, uh, one of my friends on the bus said, here, listen to this. And I was like disturbed or something like that or Godsmack. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and then, you know, it turned into like in flames and slipknot and hate breed and, uh, just slowly progressed from there. Good, but, good. Yeah. Palpatine. Yeah. So, uh, this, you know, I, there, this, this, In Flames is one of those bands that like, if I'm in the mood, I'll, I'll like binge them for a while and then I'll just like let them, I'll just put them like back and on the shelf and then I'll be like, man, I'm really feeling, and then I'll go back to them. So it, there, there's times when, you know, I won't listen to them for, five six months but then i'll binge them for like two weeks straight just because 
I love, like you said, awesome guitar riffs. But one of my favorite things is I love the contrast between the gritty, dirty vocals and like these, like I want to say just like almost like really beautiful, melodic, sing-along, clean vocals. Like mm-hmm. it's just an awesome contrast. I love the clean vocals. I love the the gritty vocals and um i'm not too familiar like i said I, i'll binge them but i'm not like the most familiar with this band um this album reminded me a lot of uh like the soundtrack to your escape so like 2004 era of them just because like one of my favorite songs by them is uh friend but it's also like the R's in parentheses, so it could also be read as Fiend. Mm. Uh, so it's, this, I think, reminded me most of like that song slash like that era of In Flames. Because I know, kind of like you said, they, um, I think it's in Battles. I'm just going to click on a song here. That, yeah, they turned more like, hard rocky ask they maybe change their sound up a little bit not as melodic or gritty um yeah but like this this is what i remember them sounding like back when i was in high school so uh yeah no, i was really excited when I listen to this album. Uh, yeah, I can definitely see this being like a gateway type of thing because it's not, it, it's like, hmm. it's not like dissonant or something, you know, it's not like real sad, moody, just down in the dumps type of just brutal type of metal. It's like, it's more, popularized sounding um so it says because like when i i'll tell you i'll tell you so like like when you suggested in flames the the in flames album i had had it on my radar uh because i was like because like some of the facebook groups that i follow like deathcore metalcore something like that and they're like what is everybody's thoughts on the new in flames album and they're like wow it's great it's great it's great so i was like hmm i've i remember the name let me go click on it and i i think i listened to uh i think it was meet your maker which ended up being a favorite of mine yeah and i and i was like wow okay i wasn't expecting that so it had been on my radar and i was almost going to suggest it to you um uh before you did yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was great. So I was just looking up at this interview and it says it's being hailed as a return to form from for the mellow death pioneers uh, who are re-embracing their aggro roots after a decade of more radio friendly and hugely controversial alt metal. Yeah. So. See, yeah, it seems like they maybe they lost some fans in the process and getting back to that uh, sound maybe that you're used to. Yeah. Um, and then fun fact that um, Chris Broderick, the guitarist for, uh, oh, well, it says ex-Megadeth player. Yeah. Back in early 2019. So he had to learn a bunch of songs, like, because, like, their guitarist dropped out it says two days before they were due to depart for a tour and they were scrambling for a replacement. So they, I think he's still in the band now, Chris Broderick. Yeah. Uh, so he had to learn a bunch of songs for their tour. So that's kind of a fun fact. That's kind of, I'm kind of fascinated by that. <laughs> Being that, able to do that. That happened to, Oh shoot. That just happened recently to, was it Lamb of God? When 
there was a there was a concert that I was going to, and on the tour, it was literally probably like two three days before the tour, uh, went out. They the whatever band it was lost like a guitarist or something like that. They just quit or dropped out or whatever, and they had to hire somebody. But yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that. I know that uh, the Acacia Strain, mm-hmm. um, who I'm a big fan of, they're, uh, I think they had one main guitarist. He hasn't been in the band for quite a number of years now. They put out many albums without him. Yeah. But I'm always fascinated as to like, he was the only guitar player. So it's like, do you play old songs? Do you, do you, it's like, all right, you're going to be our new guitar player. And now you have to go figure out, it's not like someone taught, taught him. It's like, you have to f- go and figure out all those old songs. Yeah. You know? So just, uh, it's an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I had four favorites or t- out of, tw- out of the 12 songs. Um, yeah. But uh, none of them, none of them I really disliked from what I can remember. Um, it's it's one of those things like for at least for me, it was just like an overall really solid album. But then you had like that you loved that or at least for me, I love listening to the whole way through. Um, mm-hmm. But then you had like your three or fours that you were just like, oh, I love this song. And it was like, it's not taking away from or putting a shadow on any of the other songs. Mm-hmm. It's just like, because you, for me, it's like, I love listening to the album all the way through. Uh, like if I, have how long is the album? I can't remember if I, yeah. So, 40, so if six, so if I would like, um, cause it, what I would do is I'd listen to the first album or whatever, or the, I listened to like thousand below and then I would get like halfway to work and then I would turn on Forgone, and I would only make it about halfway through the album before I would get to work. So on my way home, I would always back it up, even though I'd already listened to like the first four songs or whatever, I'd always back it up because I wanted to listen to it through to completion, even though I had my like three, four favorite songs uh, it was one of those albums where it was just like, I want to listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's a great, it, it has great um, uh, like flow to it. Mm-hmm. Um, great like connection. Um, yeah. So, solid, solid overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my four favorites were state, uh, sorry, state of slow decay. Okay. Meet Your Maker, which okay. was the first one that I clicked on a couple weeks ago. Uh, Bleeding Out. Okay. And The Great Deceiver. Um, <laughs> which, but judging by the Spotify plays, is, seems like everybody else's favorite, too, that I didn't really pay attention to until now. <laughs> um, so State of Slow Decay, my favorite thing about the song is the drums. Okay. So that I I think it was last week when, when we were doing autumn lies buried and they had those, uh, I won't go back into it, but it was, I had, I remember having some kind of comment about the drums just being just like fast and powerful mm-hmm. um, for one of their songs. So if you go to like 25 seconds at state of slow decay, like. Yeah. It's almost like the guitar, the guitar is like slower than the drums. Like the yeah. guitar doesn't quite match what the drummer's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's not, not in a bad way. It's just interesting. It's like the guitar's like, do that, do that, do it. Do that, do that, do, and then the drums like, how about this guy? Like, yeah, let's keep it. Um, and it just keeps up that same energy throughout the whole song. 
which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, this is also one of my favorite songs. Okay. Uh, when I, for me, I was like, yours was the drums. I love the guitars. I thought it was a really interesting riff uh, just throughout the whole song. And then at, at two minutes or 201, I guess, that's what I put. Uh, this is kind of like just, I love, I love their choruses. They're always like big, full, but just so melodic and you can just like sing along with it where it's just like, it just feels really powerful. Uh, Mm -hmm. and then you go back into the, the grungy, like, er. so one of the comments that I made earlier was that this was normally not the style of metal that I go after. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think two minutes, like you said, is, is, is a perfect example of that type of singing that I normally uh, don't like. Gotcha. Like, like that style that like slow decay. It almost made me sound, did I say it earlier that almost made me sound of like, think of like Metallica or something No, you didn't. when I first heard of it or I, when I first heard this song, um, just the kind of the way that, you know, James uh, Hetfield, Hatfield uh, like kind of delivers his words sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, this, this song ended up being a favorite, you know, I could get past that little part right there. And uh, cause like the, the rest of the song shines. So, yeah. And then, so at two fifty, if you listen closely, as it's just where I heard it the most. I'm sure it's throughout the song. Um, like the bass sounds really like hollow, warm, and like sloppy, almost like the. I'm not a big fan of like clanky, like a lot of some bands like they turn like the mid up or something, and it just sounds. It just sounds like you're slapping the the strings against the frets and it mm-hmm. just, to me, it just sounds gross. So this is, I think a happy medium to that where you're getting like this warm, like hollow, like sound, but then, uh, it, it's got like that slight, like sloppy string slappy sound, uh, to it. So I, I kind of enjoyed that. You know, I, that that's nice. And um, not that this was a favorite song of mine, uh, but Sinisher, yeah. track 11, um, was interesting that they made the bass like a focal point of the song. Yeah. Um, they gave it that like... around like 25 seconds that kind of riff bass riffy thing was like very heavily prevalent throughout the whole song. So it was kind of an interesting uh, little flavor that they threw in, threw into the album. Yeah. They didn't leave the bassist in the van. No, they did not. They let him, they opened the windows a little bit. Yeah. Um, all right. So we both agree on state of decay or state of slow decay. Yeah. Uh, what was, Another one of your favorites. I want to sound really hypocritical Uh-oh. from last week. Uh, but I love the beginning of all things that will end. It's just an instrumental. I don't even know. I think it's just a guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was the hypocritical part? I, I had said something last week about how one of the bands... Uh, had an intro and it just, I felt like it was useless. Oh, <laughs> you know, like I was like, why, why put like instrumentals in the beginning? It just doesn't make, just start off. Like if you want oh profiler. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, if you want, like make like a 30 second thing and put it at, this, at the beginning of the first song, like don't do a whole minute and a half, two minutes song where as you're in, but then like you, then in flames comes in hot with this song and it's just, I love the guitar in it. And I just, I always found myself just like 
throughout work just humming the uh like the hymn of it you know mm-hmm. so I, I, like i said i'm gonna sound like a hypocrite but they they did it right yeah <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I'll admit that I skipped this. I skipped that intro a lot. I mean, I liked it, um, but yeah, I kind of wanted to get right into the meat and potatoes. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, I guess it like you said, it just kind of depends on how it's approached. From mm-hmm. you know, sometimes maybe you're in the mood for it, maybe you're not. Um, you know, like this this instrumental intro was more of like. It, it was like only guitar, whereas like the instrumental from last week was like the full band minus the like minus the vocalist. Yeah. Um. So maybe last week it was just might as well just add some vocals on there. Or like you said, put it at the <laughs> beginning of the put it at the beginning of the, the first song. So, yeah. Um. Maybe that's what it is. Like it's. The other one was too similar to all the other songs, so you might as well either just throw it in a song or put some vocals on it. This was separate completely because it was just <clears throat> guitars. Maybe, maybe a little bit of like synth pad, like, uh, like string wise. I don't know. Cause it almost sounds like there's like a cello or something in there as well. I don't know. Either way. Um, All right. So Matt's a hypocrite and I, yeah, uh, it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, so my, another one of mine. So my second one was uh, meet your maker. Okay. And Oh, you know what was driving me nuts this week? What? Some of the singing, um, I could, I, like, it sounded and it reminded me of another band that I used to listen to, or maybe it was something I heard on the radio, like a more popular rock band or something. Yeah. But, like, sometimes the way, like, the the singing in, like, Meet Your Maker and Bleeding Out, I I just could not put my finger on it, and I still can't. But, um, <laughs> it was driving me nuts this week, but, um, so for example, 55 seconds and meet your maker kind of has like that similar drum pattern that I was liking in state of slow, state of slow decay. And, but I like the way that the vocals came in. And this is what kind of surprised me about the band is like, I wasn't expecting this type of singing in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was expecting that around the two minute mark that you said in state of slow decay, like I was expecting that type of singing throughout the, the band. Yeah. Um, but what I really love the most about this song is When uh, at one oh five, when the chorus comes in, that like lead guitar, um, that oh, I love that riff if you want to call it that. It almost has like I can picture them, like I know that they from my ear, like you know the toggle switch on the like the tone switch on a guitar where. Uh, you can change what pickups it's being used on mm-hmm. or being played on. And to my ear, like right in the middle, like mine is a three, three switch. Yeah. Um, and uh, it just, it just sounds so good. Like I can hear it that they put it in the middle pickup. And I rarely do that when I play, like I, I don't really mess with that at all, but oh, it just sounded so good. <laughs> <laughs> um that that riff just got stuck in my head because it was very like hopeful sounding, and it it was very kind of positive, like just very positive, mm-hmm. ma- like major key almost. Um, yeah, just it was great. Like that 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 part got stuck in my head the most. 
this week. So that was definitely my favorite part of that song. Instantly made it a favorite of mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like the... I'll have to have you, like, remember to have you listen to, like, Friend, Fiend. Just because, like, like that, that song kind of reminds me of, like, that's has, like, all the aspects of, like, the older sound. Okay. So, yeah. Uh... So my other one of my other favorites was Forgone Part Two. Uh, I liked Part One, but like Part Two, I think took the cape for me. Just one, I just really love that intro. It's just something about just like the sound. It's so interesting, um, and I don't know, just how like it does like that lighter part and then heavy and then goes back in the light. Um, and then I also just need to find like the time marker. But um, just like the melody of the whole song, I really enjoyed. I think... And uh, I should have made it time. Like at two oh seven or two two four. Just like the light vocals, melodic. I don't know. It just. It just hit right. I don't really have any other notes. Just I love the intro and the melody throughout the whole song. Uh, it's something I really enjoyed. So that part that you just told me about, yeah, does that not sound like another band that we did? I swear. Maybe. Oh man, I don't know. I can't can't think of it if it does oh <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll find it yeah at some point i know all right so uh yeah so i interesting yeah it's interesting that they put foregone part one in part two just like right after one another yeah yeah, I feel like a lot of times they'll like separate it with a couple songs. Mm-hmm. So my other, oh wait a minute, I put four. Interesting. Yeah, you said status little K, meet your maker, bleeding out, and the great deceiver. Yeah, interesting. It's like I have it liked on Spotify, but then when I in my notes I didn't put a star next to it. Oh. Hmm. Maybe maybe I put a like next to it to remind me. I think that's what it was. Um. So maybe I only had three, but there was a. I think there was a thing in Great Deceiver I wanted to mention. But uh, so my my my, let's call it my third definite favorite was Bleeding Out. Yeah. Um, just a, just a great chorus. Just like. Super. Like you can sing along to it and it's just big and epic. One twelve. Great, just great singing. And then right at one eighteen, when the second line comes in of the chorus, they have that they do that like keyboard chord. Yeah. That that is just the best. Um, it's just like real subtle, but like layered into the background. It's, it sounds like to me. And, uh, it just adds another layer of, of songwriting that 
I wasn't expecting. There were a lot of surprises in this in this in this album for me. Yeah. And that was that was a pleasant one. So um Great Deceiver. I put 105. One oh five. Oh yeah. The way that the, the beat of the song switches up. Yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head if if it wasn't actually a favorite of mine. I don't think it was. I think I just put a like next to it because I want I like the way that the song switched up at that point. Gotcha. Yeah. So my my last favorite was a dialogue in B flat minor. Great name. Not yeah. I now I wish I could. I knew like I could listen to things by ear and know whether like what key or stuff it is in. But it, is it in B flat minor? Can you tell? Oh God! Because I don't know. <laughs> I, be, I'm not that good. That'd be really cool if like. If it, I'm, it has to be just because like, why would you name it that and not have it in B flat minor? Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you could listen to it by ear and tell what key it's in. Yeah. B flat minor. Is that D flat major? The relative major. Minor. Okay. Uh, well, I guess my only note that I is this is one of those things where I just like really love the chorus. And so at 136, um, it's just smooth, like butter, just kind of swoopy and you get like real, like impacted by just like everything that's happening. I don't know. I loved it. That's I that's all I really had to say. It's just I <laughs> I love like just the chorus of it. Yeah. And, and I the think, name. Yeah. Yeah, I think and it, it is D flat major, by the way. So I do remember something from school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I think they made the right choice going back to their uh, mellow death yeah. roots. Um, and uh seems like a lot of other people, just so far from what I've been reading online, that a lot of people are really enjoying it as well. Yeah. So I'm going to give it an eight. What do you know? Are we on the same yeah, page? We're on the same page. I was also going to give it an eight. We just blew up the internet. Blew it up. Blew it up. <laughs> um. Yeah. Great. Great first album for me. And uh, I'm going to take your recommendation and go back to Friend Fiend. Yeah. Uh, that was. I think that was my favorite one in high school. I would always like click like start off with that one. All right. Um, eight out of ten for both of us. I wonder if we can have we ever had an episode where we both have the same score for both bands? We've done what, like sixty of these things, so we have to. Oh, this is my friend. This is number seventy six. Okay. Yeah. Seven. Seventy seven. This is number seventy seven. Yeah. So yeah, we had I'm sure to it's have. happened. Yeah. All right, so moving on to uh, thousand below. That's hmm? a G. I know, 77. right? Times that by two, pretty much, because yeah. we do two albums, so it's one hundred and forty-ish albums. Yeah, since we started, it's pretty awesome. I think you know. I was talking to my sister once, and she goes, "How do you find all this music to listen to?" The metal gods. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> always my answer. How do you find this? The metal gods gifted it to me. <laughs> it's just so easy to go down a rabbit hole oh yeah 
Yeah. Especially like when you start like listening to like the peculiar stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like that one Japanese band I sent you recently. I can't remember that name of it. Like Hecabee. with the female singers. Yeah. 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 I was like, Jesus. Yeah, good. you're like, this exists. <laughs> I was like, this is good. I, you're like, I don't like the the intro. And I was like, uh, yeah, it was almost a little bit too much for me. But then like she <laughs> screamed and I was like, hello. This is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to make it past the intro and you're like, all right, all right, yeah. I get it. But anyways. So Thousand Below, uh, their new album is Hell Finds You Everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do a quick click. They do have two previous albums. Okay. Um, I don't think I've ever heard any songs by them, but this one is almost like complete opposite, if you want to call it that, of In Flames. Yeah. Um, completely a different style. They're on, it says, Pale Chord Music under exclusive license to Rise Records. So, so I'm, you know, we're, I think we're, I think we're both very familiar with Rise. Yeah. Um, I really like this one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't as heavy at times as I was maybe expecting it to be because like when I when I clicked on uh, Hell, Hell Finds You Everywhere, the first title track. Yeah. Um, you know, it had like great, awesome singing that I loved and then it had some like screaming in there as well. Um, but then throughout, it didn't remain really as like heavy as I was expecting it to, I guess. It wasn't really like chuggy heavy, but like, you know, just like added screams in where it mm-hmm. needed to be. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed this one as well. And um, had some like great choruses and um, it also was like very like atmospheric as well. Like when hell finds you everywhere, when when you first click on it pretty much right out of the gate, it has that kind of like clean guitar with the a lot of reverb on it and yeah um which this ended up being one of my favorites is favorite songs mm-hmm. but um yeah i'm kind of curious what you thought because uh it it almost had like a kind of like a poppier sound at times yeah so curious what you thought well this might blow your mind jeff but oh i think the end of the album was the strongest. Hmm. Yeah. Minus hell finds you everywhere. That was my favorite or one of my favorites, but like I loved uh silent season blue roses don't fade and all I have to give. Uh, really? You yeah. like blue roses don't fade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. Well, we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah. A lot to, a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, it surprised me. I was like, man, this, and I think the the biggest thing is I'm, I'm a sucker for vocals. And so if like you can deliver something that has a really deep message um, and the music is well written, uh, even if it's not in the style that I'm like used to, I can usually like get behind it pretty well. And this, I think this is a perfect example of, of that happening is because it just seemed like, and I'm not saying the beginning of the album wasn't as strong in that aspect, but like I really kind of connected or I could really like feel like just this raw emotion coming from like the last four, five, uh, yeah, like the last four, four or five songs. And so, uh, you know, I just like <laughs> ate it up. It was, I thought it was really good. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why I thought this might be a good one was because when I clicked on hell finds you everywhere, mm-hmm. um, I clicked on the lyrics as well and I, and I was reading them and I was like, I think Matt, I think Matt might have <laughs> a good connection to the way that they're writing these lyrics. So, yeah. um, mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. I think we nailed it. Yeah. Uh, 
hell so like hell finds you everywhere is like a really interesting song to me because for some reason it it almost sounds like it almost sounds like it should be an intro song like it's obviously it's the first song but it almost sounds like it should be an intro song but then they do like you know a couple like choruses Mm-hmm. But it has that like, do you know what I mean? That intro song type of feel to it. Like Does that make sense? Like, like hypey almost. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, like, like it's a full song, three twenty four. But like, I could also see them doing a version of this song where where it's two minutes or something. Oh yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. Um. And not that it was too long of a song. It it just had those vibes. I don't quite, that's some kind of X factor that I don't know how to quite put into words. Yeah. But, but like the way that he delivered um, the line at 116. So like hell finds you everywhere is a favorite. Yeah. Um, 116. The way that he delivers, but you've been, You've been there before. Mm-hmm. Like great, just great. You know, like like I talk about those those notes that like vocalists either land on, but he kind of went up to that. You know, it was just it was just awesome. Yeah, yeah. I this is one of my favorites as well. Um. And I have one of those where he just like lands on it perfectly at 2.15. Yep, I have that spot. Yeah. Written down as well. Let me go back to that again. Um, yeah, like... Like the emptier cool. where he just like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they layered a bunch of his voice yeah. like in the background. And it just like swoops up really big. Yeah. Uh, I also really love the intro. It just, it was really beautiful, but then it had really dark, like, undertones to it, lyrically. Um, So he says, like, how far would you go for everyone that you love and you know? Trade away the comfort and your peace disappear slowly and you'll see they'll be happier for certain. You feel like a burden. They say that they need you, but you'll give them a version of a world where the pain and the empty heart you hold can't hurt them anymore. And it was just like, I listened to that. And I was like, geez, like kind of like you said, like I would connect. Like you, It was just, it, it, it's a really, like, it's a beautiful song, but it's just, it's so dark. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's got it's it's got pretty much everything in it. Yeah. And then um, my only other note on this was at 146. I just put like raw emotion. It just like Oh yeah, it kind of breaks away. Yeah. But and then like lyrically also it just they say um, so like they say, hey, hell finds you everywhere. Uh, and then like they start screaming in the garden of your mind, hatred grows and dissonance calls your name like a siren pushing you along. Heaven's hiding barely out of frame, but hell embraces like a hurricane. And it's just like, geez, like, like I, I love these lyrics. They're so powerful. and Just big and sad. Big, sad, big. Yeah. Real big set. But yeah, uh, that's all I have to say on that song. But uh, One of my other, I think, so of my four favorites, yeah. my two favorite favorites <laughs> were, this, were this one, Hell Finds You Everywhere, and Sabotage. Okay. Um, Sabotage is just prob- like probably, in my opinion, the catchiest song on the album. Um, but also one of like, but okay. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, uh, one of the, 
dark, like clearly uh, very dark lyrics mm-hmm. about like self-harm and, um, but just like, like you said for hell finds you everywhere is just like very like powerful and like really makes you like put yourself in the headspace of what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, and this one has a lot of emotion in it too. Yeah. It, it seems so it seems very personal to, um, you know, to the singer and the band as a whole, uh, possibly. So, mm-hmm. um, so which one is the catchiest in your opinion, since we're having oh, a fist fight? All right. In that, I want to say <laughs> silent season. Silent season. Okay. I, it's just, Oh yeah. All it's right. just, I mean, okay. So also these guys are really good at making, like happy, sad songs, like, or beautiful, sad songs, because one, this is a really beautiful song, but it's really sad again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't, you know, I didn't really write too many notes on this song. It's one, I think it's the catchiest. I, I, it just like this song kept getting stuck in my head. Uh, And it's just full of like, just raw emotion. Um, Female singer was a really nice touch too. Yeah, it was. Um, it's just like you can really feel just like the pain uh, of I, I can. This is like just I want to say almost like the perfect like breakup song. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just like. Or maybe it's like just something like I could. Um, it's like he's like wanting to cling on, but then like, uh, and it's just he's like he's trying to hold on, but then he's like slowly realizing that like this person just kind of used the good parts of him and like left him with like just like these broken, broken fragments and in, in like a. In, in the words of a silent sadness uh, where he just kind of had to keep all that. He just kept all that stuff to himself and it just sucks. Um, yeah. I think we've all experienced yeah. silent sadness before. Oh yeah. Terrible. It, it, like, Oh, like this, this line here where he says, you keep saying that you like my scars. Um, and then like, I hated the way you never did it for a reason. Ah, uh, jeez. Oh yeah, okay. So it's part of like the chorus or whatnot. That was at the, I was like listening to the song as we were talking. Uh, see if I can find it real quick because I like scrolled up to it. Yeah. So I guess they say it in the beginning. So. You, you keep saying that you like my scars. I hate the way you never did a reason. Uh, so is it all forgiven? No, shoot. That's not the part that I was looking for. That's the, that's the intro part. They say it again. Now I can't find it. Jeez. See, that's karma for being a hypocrite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's in there somewhere. It's, it's in there somewhere. Oh, I found it. Uh, so yeah, you keep saying that you hate that you keep saying that you like my scars. I hated the way that you never did a reason. Uh, so did you feel the same or was I all alone? We healed in our separate ways, but never on our own. Yeah. Time passed, but under the same sun. Now I'm the jaded one awake because you left me in a silent sadness. Anyways. Yeah. Good stuff. Love it. And the way, yeah, that, this ended up being a favorite of mine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the same reasons. And just the way that, like, silent sadness, like that part, when that part comes in, when mm-hmm. he sings that. Um, I'll give you that. Contender for catchiest song in the album. I think, okay, I see it. Like I said, um, I'd fight you on this one. <laughs> <let's do it. laughs> 
uh, the only, so then the only other, <clears throat> the only other favorite I had was Clockwork Enemy, mainly for the heavy breakdown part towards the end. 234. So like, so maybe you go to 228 and it kind of has that like thing that you like where they strip away the mm-hmm. music for the most part vocal comes in and then that real they like they don't really have very many heavy heavy parts like this in the yeah. album but but this this was a nice touch in it and it really it, it really uh fit well yeah and it was real kind of crunchy and not like overly distorted but just like low tune just like was awesome yeah yeah that was a good one uh, we're going to end up talking about all these songs, but anywho. Hey, let's do it. Yeah. So this wasn't a favorite, I got but I, uh, and it doesn't normally happen to me, which is why I felt like I needed to say something about it. Uh, at, uh, in the song right after that, next time around at two twenty, uh, the way he hit the note, on stay, it gave me goosebumps. Oh wait, so maybe back it up to like two seventeen. Yeah. Oh yeah, he kind of goes the, up. And- the, uh, I can't do it, but yeah, like it just it. Like I was, I remember like sitting in the parking lot at work, waiting to clock in, and just it hit that note, and like it was like the first time that I was just like in my car and not driving, just able to like, listen. And I just it hit and I said, Ooh, man, like that, like <laughs> I got like little goosebumps. Cause it just like, he hit it. It was just, Oh, so good. Uh, yeah. So then, okay. What about blue roses? Don't fade that you're, we're having talking about. Cause that was one of my favorites as well. Um, <laughs> Or you're just surprised. Just, yeah. Yeah. No, it's just definitely. That, yeah. Just because it, it's because it's more of like a electronic song. Yeah. Like, well, like entirely electronic song. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I just found myself skipping it. Not, you know, it's not that it has like a bad atmosphere or something like that to it. Yeah. But like, I just. Just felt a little jarring. I was like, eh, I don't know. Like the first time I was listening, I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I wasn't expecting you to like it. Let's yeah. just say that. <laughs> you, I was like, no, Matt's not going to like this one. Yeah. <laughs> but I was wrong. So you tell me, you tell me what was good about it. So I think for me, it was just kind of jarring and. It, yeah. Like, musically, it was jarring. Uh, like, but like symbolically and just um, vocally lyrically I felt was uh I I, I just kind of really liked it uh, and I, I did like a real, I was like what do blue roses mean I think they either mean like I need to double check uh they can mean like two things like either It's like, it's either like love or like, uh, okay, this might ha- help because they do speak Japanese and they talk about it. Blue roses, I guess in like, in the Japanese language of it are dreams coming true. Um, and they, they did speak some, cause I was like reading the lyrics, I, part of it, like there was that little rappy bit and I was like, I don't even know what they're saying there. And, uh, you know, you click on Spotify and it has the lyrics and it's in Japanese. Uh, 
So that might be part like, of it. Oh, that clears things up. A little bit, yeah. Uh, oh, but they do have the English next to it. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, it was... But there was, there was one where I... I read where like the blue was like, um, yeah, this one's saying like mystery. Uh, there was one that was like, it was like unacquainted love, even like not reciprocated, like just like one direction. I don't know. So it has a bunch of different meanings. Um, I don't know. I just, I liked like just the lyrics of it. I thought it was a beautiful song even though it was kind of more electronica. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my last one, like I said, I, I love the the end of this. Like the whole album was good, but I, I love the ending was All I Have Left to Give. Great song. And at 135, <laughs> I was like big oof. Uh, I think I meant about the lyrics. And might I add, this is a great way to end an album with like a slower song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. So it was, yeah, lyrically, it was like big oof because uh, they said, I'll probably speak your name on my last breath just because. And then they, so like it's real soft singing at that part, but then they just come in real big and say, it's all that I have left to give. And it just kind of like hits you in the chest real hard. Uh, but it's beautiful song. Um, sad, but like, like these guys are really good at writing like beautifully sad songs. But yeah, that really all I had to say. Just, I love the lyrics. Um, what I also would, what I really like about this song. Mm-hmm. So if you go to right after that big chorus part, you're talking, you're talking yeah. about, it's like two 29 mm-hmm. when he says, so tell me I'm not dead. Tell me it's okay. They bring back that melody from like sabotage. Yeah. Um, so they kind of connect the two different songs there. That's cool. Um, Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Heard <laughs> that. I was that like, sounds oh, that familiar. sounds like, did I hear this song? Familiar. Like, you know, so it was very familiar and kind of gave me a, 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 a eureka moment. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all I have to say about this band. I was pleasantly surprised, I guess, uh, because I'd never heard them before. And then like, kind of like you said, I wasn't, I, I don't usually like the softer, poppier stuff, but, like, I thought, like, the end of the album was solid. Um, yeah, great overall. Yeah. Now, for the moment of truth, what did you give it? Uh, I'm with, I, I think it's on the same level. Like, not the same style, but the same level as uh, In Flames. So I'm giving it another eight. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was really solid. Loved it. One one of those albums that you can listen to all the way through. Only thirty one. I gave it an eight and a half. Nice. So we were almost there, but almost. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pleasantly surprised as well. And as as I listened to the whole album, it was like. Oh, this is softer than I was thinking. Is Mac gonna like it? So <laughs> turned out turned out pretty good, I think. I mean, to be fair, it was Rise Records, and in my opinion, Rise Records have been kind of going softer since oh, like yeah. two thousand and fifteen. Y'all want to know about some old school Rise Records? You just send us a message because <laughs> we were through. We went through it all. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Back when like um, you'd see like Rise is released, like you'd see like a band is on Rise and like, oh shit, this is, it's going to be heavy and 
tasty. And then all of a sudden just got real like alt and poppy and ugh. Well, yeah, there's anyway. still a there's still a special place in my heart for Rise Records. Yeah. Um but uh, you know. Yep. Tastes evolve. But uh yeah, that's so that's pretty much all that's all I've got. So Same. um we will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. See ya.